I'm here at Bloody Ridge in Guadalcanal. Thousands of people died here on these hills where the community have come out to greet us. And there are two monuments here, one's American and one's Japanese. As the national anthem of Solomon Islands is played at Bloody Ridge, soldiers salute and remember. Commemoration ceremonies packed with emotion have been taking place across the Solomon Islands capital, Honiara, marking the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Guadalcanal. Delegations from the United States, Japan, New Zealand and Australia have gathered to remember those who gave their lives during the World War II campaign. The Solomon Scouts and Coast Watchers have been honoured for laying their lives down for their country. Yes, me proud and yes me. I'm proud and very honoured because my grandfather fought at the time and he served his country, Solomon Islands, and he also served the Marines and the US Army. Sir Jacob Vuza, a Guadalcanal man who was caught and tortured by the Japanese for refusing to give up American positions, is famous for his actions. Bayoneted multiple times and left to die, Vuza escaped and warned the Americans of an impending attack which they were then able to stave off. His granddaughter, Regina Vuza, attended the ceremony accompanied by her daughter. I'm um, Regina Vuza. I'm born Ted Vuza. She said she was nervous about the ceremony, but extremely proud to represent her grandfather. As many as 35,000 American and Japanese lives were lost. And no one, no one, can say for certain how many Solomon Islanders lost their lives when their home became a battlefield. U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman's father fought in the battle which began on August the 7th in 1942 when thousands of U.S. Marines launched a surprise attack on the Japanese who had a grip on the Solomon Islands. The campaign lasted until the 9th of February in 1943. This is how the British Pathé News reported on it. Both American and Japanese navies have powerful forces in the southern Pacific battle zone. These are American. Reinforcements plowing on to stiffen the attack and hold positions, one in Guadalcanal. Wendy Sherman's father fought as long as he could. Mal Sherman was among thousands of U.S. Marines who fought in the Battle of Guadalcanal. He enlisted two days after the attack on Pearl Harbor at all of 19 years old. The echo of World War II shaped and imprinted on those who fought. And it shaped me in return. I know he was wounded in action here on Guadalcanal. And that eventually his wounds became infected with jungle rot. He became sick enough to be evacuated, first to New Zealand, where he always said the Kiwis took extraordinary care of him. It is intolerably hot and sticky here, and it's hard to imagine what those on all sides went through in the jungles. But what is known is as many as three quarters of the thousands of deaths were from tropical diseases and starvation. This is the dreadful cost of war. Not only blood and treasure, but human souls. As we have lost the Guadalcanal generation to the passage of time, we have seen some around the world who seem to have forgotten the awful lessons learned here, or perhaps never took them to heart in the first place. Speaking at the Bloody Ridge ceremony, the site where one of the most brutal battles of World War II was fought, Wendy Sherman took a moment to address the many curious children from the surrounding communities who had come along with their parents for the event. 
She told them the story of Jacob Vuza, a Solomon Islands war hero, saying they should also be proud of the sacrifices made by their grandparents. In an isolated incident during a program on Monday morning, a media person with the Japanese delegation was stabbed with a pair of scissors by a local who was then detained by police. The incident took place as delegations gathered at the scene of some of the fiercest fighting in the war. Since then, a reconciliation ceremony has been held between the Japanese consular and the community and members of the Solomon Islands Visitors Bureau and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Police have yet to report if the attacker has been charged. New Zealand Minister for Defence, Penny Henare, led Aotearoa's delegation to the Solomon Islands. They're truly a special opportunity to reflect and remember those who served here on both sides. What I've found extremely humbling too is the recognition that's been acknowledged here for the people of the Solomon Islands, not just those who came here to fight, but also the recognition of the Solomon Island people. This reflected by Caroline Kennedy in her speech. Solomon Islanders risked their lives to support the Allied efforts. Many joined in the fight, lending their superior knowledge of the local terrain and their expertise in jungle fighting. They stayed behind Japanese lines at personal risk to their own safety and that of their families. The information they gathered was invaluable to the Allied effort during the Guadalcanal campaign. During the Pacific campaign, my family and I owe a personal debt of gratitude to two Solomon Islander scouts, Yakugasa and Ironi Kumano, who saved my father's life. Thanks to them, he and his crew survived the sinking of PT-109 and were able to return home and eventually run for president. Caroline Kennedy says her father, John F. Kennedy's experiences here shaped him into the man and the leader he was. I translated for Caroline Kennedy as she presented gifts to the family she holds so dear to her heart. It's a treasure for our family in Boston, and I wanted you to have a replica of it. No, 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 Thank you so much. I'm so happy to meet you. And finally today I meet you. My, my father who rescued your father and because of that you're here today. Thank you. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Hey, Excellency. Caroline Kennedy, Lena Thank you so much. A notable absence from all the commemoration events was the Solomon Islands Prime Minister Manasse Songovare, despite his name appearing on the official program. Instead, the Solomon Islands government was represented by the Minister for Police and National Security, Anthony Veke. While Mr. Songovare's absence raised some eyebrows during the early events in the day, 
RNZ Pacific has been told an older version of the program had been printed and the decision to assign the Minister for National Security was intentional in line with the theme of events. It's understood the Prime Minister still took part in bilateral meetings that took place alongside the commemoration events. RNZ Pacific has requested an interview with the Prime Minister multiple times, but we have not yet received a response.